I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you saw the saw the the trailer, but have you seen the trailer for Disney Plus's What If? Uh, yes. Motherfucker, man. And oh, I understand. Oh, my God. That is some insider baseball. You better be up. I mean, if you're that slate guy, go fuck yourself because none of this is going to make any goddamn sense to you. But, man, that rock, and they're doing it right with the actual voice actors. Uh, you know, I know. They're, voicing, they're reusing the real stars. It's like this, and they look like them in uh-huh. that sort of blocky uh, Bad Batch kind of animation yeah. style. It's like, okay, I am way the fuck into this. Yeah. You know what if what if T'Challa is Star Lord? I'm fucking in, man. I yeah. want to see what, what the fuck that is. You know that's awesome. I love what if. I loved reading what ifs when I was when yeah. I was a kid. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. advise that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? I saw Black Widow in the movie theater. It was Dana's first movie in the movie theater since the pandemic. How was the popcorn? Um, we did not have popcorn. How were the nachos? Um, we did not have nachos. How were the Twizzlers? We had no Twizzlers. What the? F- why would you go to a? What are you doing? We went to a movie theater and sat in plush seats with the you know the with yeah. The leg what things. did you eat? We we didn't eat at the fucking theater and eat that shit for eighteen twenty dollars. No, that's nuts. But that's the whole fun of going to the theater is the plush seats oh, oh, and all the no. garbage you stuff in your gut. See that I actually that's interesting that that is the the highlight to the movie theater oh, that man. you describe. What was funny was we got there about a half an hour early because you know it's like all right, what's it going to be like? There weren't that many people there, right? Yeah. But uh, we get there and we're sitting in the lobby and we oh by the way we did it we saw it in real D three D, and I got to tell you. Uh, you know, if I'm going to go see a movie in the theater anymore, I, I, you know, I want I want that kind of experience. And I'm telling you, the 3D. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay. The, the if you get a chance to see it in 3D, fuck man, they have made some great advances, and the director of this fucking movie really understood how to use 3D. I mean, you still have some of that. Like you remember, you remember SCTV with John Candy and Joe Flaherty, where they yeah. did uh, Doctor Whatever's House of Pancakes, and you yeah. have. J- j- John Candy with a, pan, a stack of pancakes going to the go, would you like some pancakes uh-huh. to the yeah. camera? Yeah. They've got a couple of those. There's certainly enough of those moments in the action sequence. Like, oh, it's a pancake! Mm-hmm. You know, fall on your face. But also lots of really great just you know, like panoramic shots that really utilize the 3D, I thought, quite effectively in a way that was not like, hey, look at the pancakes. Yeah. It's just yeah. really nice. Nice. Um, but we were there 30 minutes early and we hadn't seen Cruella mm-hmm. and Dana didn't want to sit in the movie theater and watch the, the newbie bullshit, all the commercials. So she said, Hey, look, let's see what's in this theater. And it was the last like 30 minutes of Cruella. So we sat and watched that. Any good? And I, you know, no, not enough yeah. that I want to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, same thing for her. She's seen it. She saw the end. She didn't give, she didn't give shit. She didn't want to see yeah. it anymore. When it's free on Disney plus, I might watch it, but I'm not right. All that sold. Um, but it got me to thinking, because the thing about it is, I mean, it was still like sticky seats. The only reason we went was because we had AMC gift cards left over from two years ago that <laughs> yeah. we hadn't used. And we were like, well, we're not going to let these go to waste. Right. So we, you know, literally it cost me a buck fifty for us to see Black Widow. And that was on the day, like the day it was released or the day, next day, whatever it was. Um, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's, you know, everybody's writing, oh, it's a little too late to give her her feminist breakout role because she's dead already. And well, you know what? Who gives a fuck? You you obviously don't understand the MCU. It is not to be watched now. Now it has to be watched in chronological order in between Civil War and Infinity War. That's how you watch it now. You don't watch, you know, whatever. You don't get it. But we got to talking about it and... (laughs) One of the things I thought was interesting, Dana and I were in the car talking about it, was like, do we think movie theaters are going to roar back to business you know, with all the streaming? Because if you look at the numbers, you know, they're, they're touting that Black Widow had all the, you know, it's the biggest hit 
post-pandemic, which is like saying, well, you know, exactly. Right? It's like saying, it's, I'm the tallest person in my house. In my house, exactly. But one of the things that a lot of people were like, oh my God, it's great. Well, she made, uh, Black Widow made $80 million in the movie theaters and $60 million streaming. So almost <laughs> the same amount. So my question becomes... Um, are theaters going to be, are movie theaters going to become the next blockbuster video where in a couple of years we're going to be watching a documentary on streaming about the last multiplex or, or, or do they have a chance? Is there some, they, you know, cause like Tarantino yeah. just bought, bought one that he's only going to show on film. I'm curious about that. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because just yesterday, Harry asked me why there are TV shows. And because he he watches he'll watch TV and he what calls is he, everything fucking a movie. Socrates. Yeah. Why are there TV shows? That's like saying, "Hey, Daddy, is and then, is, and God, then he is God great enough to build a boulder he can't lift? What the fuck? Shut up, well, kid. Eat your cereal." Well, no. He so he watches TV and he calls everything a movie. Like so, every like okay. episode of Paw Patrol is like, "I want to watch my movie." Okay, fine. But he's starting to understand that the difference between a movie like. Uh, Luca and a TV show like an episode of Paw Patrol. So you yeah. understand the difference. So he says, what are TV shows or why are there TV shows? And so I had to explain to him... Advertising. That, no, well, yes. That <laughs> it was a way for us to watch movies. Or There used to be, when the TV was created, it was a way to get uh, entertainment in our home. Like we couldn't go, we, basically bringing movies to our home, but they made these shorter, more bite-sized versions of entertainment of movies and that's where tv shows came from like that's the most basic way that i could like explain yeah so the, the difference. that's basically that's basically the uh the eighth grade uh high school textbook version of slavery it's like oh yes. well we like the black people we brought them over here and they, they worked for us until we yeah they yeah. worked for us because they were strong like mules and uh yeah yeah totally whitewashed because you well, eliminated I, the entire the entire war against uh radio and the advertising dollars that were a part of it and the reason most shows were the certain length they were because of advertising it was we'll have that discussion when he's four okay all right yeah. as long as you get get the real shit in there but it got me thinking when you <laughs> when you you now pose this question that like there may be no reason for movie theaters anymore because we can watch movies on huge tvs Huge TVs. I mean, gigantic. Um, yeah, like yeah. sixty-inch televisions. They're like, what the fuck? And we can get the movies whenever we want. For the most part, we can get almost every movie whenever we want in multiple formats to put on our TV. You know, so with extra features, if you want, with extra them, features, and sure. And we we have the benefit of pausing to go take a leak or yeah. you know get more popcorn or Twizzlers or whatever you don't want to eat for some weird reason. Um, I want to eat it. I just don't want to pay. You know, I mean, think about it. How much does popcorn cost the theater? Oh, I no. Mean, like actual for Katie popcorn. I, for Katie and I to go to the theater, it's like a, a $200 yeah, It's like going to the fucking Metropolitan yeah. Opera to see a fucking Luca. I mean, it's, that, that ain't it. Well, and, see, I wouldn't and, go and see Luca. But this this is the other thing is I wouldn't go and see Luca. The, well, I might with Harry. But, like, I'm really discerning on which movies I go to see in the theater. Like, I am now. I'll see the Marvel yeah. ones because they're bi like the big ones. They're, they're designed really for big. you want to yeah. be. Yeah, you want to be surrounded by that shit. Like I think the last movie that I saw in the theater, or at least the last one I remember, was um, Parasite. Not necessarily a that's movie a, theater movie. Yeah, I was gonna say like, that, that, that's like a music box theater movie. Yeah. So there is. Will the big ones go away? Probably. Will the art houses stay? Yeah. I think the art houses will stay, and they will become that like kitsch thing, the way that so, vinyl has come back as it's kind of that, this kitsch thing. Yeah, that's thing what Dana and I talked about. I said it's it's going to be like it's going to be like jazz record stores that are vinyl yeah. stores, and you know it's sort of a kitsch thing. Now the question is, how do they? How does how do how do these movie how do these movie theaters make it more inviting? Well, they reduce their they prices change, to start. How do they change? Well, how do they change their how do they change their model, their business model? Because ultimately, what is it? What is it? Question. It's just like malls. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to go to malls when you have Amazon. So why would you have a mall? Right. Well, you probably wouldn't, um, except they have Gallerias now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, they're just trying to find different, and it's really about user experience. How is a Galleria different than a mall? Well, that's the thing is it's not, but it's a different user experience. It feels different. How does it feel different? 
Well, think of the, the what is it, the gallery in Andersonville. You know, I mean, it's just basically a mall, but what they've done is they've made it so that it's individual booths. It's uh, it's, it's, it's more, more like, like a bazaar. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It changes okay. the user experience. And yes. so we were talking about this. Like, here's my here's my idea. I'll tell you my idea, and you tell me if this you, this, this works for you. Because I think, first of all, movie theaters uh, clean the goddamn floor every time. Like, constantly clean the fucking floor because I don't want to pay $18 to sit in somebody else's fucking... Twizzler juice. Um, and, Sorry about and even, that. And this is even after the goddamn... I've seen two movies in the theater since the pandemic. Is, I mean, it's really not over, but it, since mm-hmm. things kind of started opening. That was F9, Fast and Furious 9, because yeah, right, if I'm yeah. going to see a fucking movie in the theater, it's that. That's, that's the kind of movie see, yeah. and big Loud and giant. And big, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then Black Widow. And uh, But what I was thinking of was like, okay, instead of charging people... You know, a premium price. Like, you gotta pay, you get, what are you paying? Like $18 a ticket now? Something like that, yeah. Fuck you. So, okay, if you're gonna pay $18 a ticket, instead of it being $18 a ticket to see the movie at 5 30, it's, it's, you are paying a fee to go into a multiplex of five theaters showing five different first run movies. And you're buying a ticket from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can get up and walk, or you could watch 30 minutes of all five movies, or you can watch two movies, or you, you, it's basically you're just there. Not only that, each one has a bar, that's cash, but popcorn and Twizzlers and fucking soda is free. Almost mm-hmm. all you can fucking eat, all you can eat, you know, really up the experience. It doesn't change it, but it, it, it creates a more of a value, more of an experience of like being in your own home. It's a limited number of people. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's good. I think that, yeah, they definitely have to change their business model. I love the idea of an all-day pass in the way that Disney World or Six Flags is this experience. Go here, pay a bunch of money, do what you want. Um, look, and making popcorn and soda free it's, included in the ticket is so easy and affordable. Because it's, so, cause it's like, so cheap. Soda so doesn't cheap. cost fucking no, anything. Nothing. I mean, the markup on like a McDonald's like what you're paying is you're paying like a dime for the cup yeah. and like three cents for the soda and the water yeah, yeah. and you're dropping you know three dollars for this they're yeah. making so much fucking profit they could give that shit away easily so i think right and there still make plenty of money yeah right there is is a different experience and maybe there's a um you know, is there some kind of like cinematic history? Like there's like cool shit on the walls. Like they become their own planet Hollywoods in some ways. Like they have memorabilia or, you know, something where there's like some kind of immersive experience in yeah. the movies. Cause that was the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to the movies and you're yeah. in the movies and you see the coming attractions and the posters on the wall of what's coming up. And it's like, it's this whole thing. Yeah. I, and the now, thing is, I would have gone to see a Black Widow if it was sort of like a, 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 what's the Rocky Horror Picture Show where you actually had like. There's that, yeah. Some some David Harbour lookalike being a big fat Russian, you know, beating yeah. people right there, right in front of the screen, acting it out. That would be. Yeah. Do they have her. Incredibly detracting and I probably wouldn't enjoy it, but. You know, do they have her, her gauntlets or her, uh, or not, you know, her bracelet. Do, do, like, yeah, the bracelet bite, do the, the Black the, Widow bite like or whatever the, it is. Yeah, they're like tasers. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Thing. Or her, you know, her little electric tube sticks. fighting thing sticks. Yeah. yeah. Her lummy sticks. Lummy um, sticks. You know, but like is things that really like what just, they're called? No, lummy sticks is they're pieces of wood that we played with in like fifth grade music class. You tap them. Oh, okay. Lummy sticks. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you create some kind of cinematic immersive experience where you're giving people a reason to come out and spend money to go to the movies. Yeah. Immerse them in the movies. Right now, they're not doing that. So yeah, well, it became it because it became like the mall. Yeah, and the thing that's so funny to me is that the reason that when I I remember when I was a kid, you know, I would go to the mall. I mean, I think it's like the Wonder Woman 1984, which we all agree was sort of a turd. Yeah, um, gigantic but, turd. But the but the thing is, you know, when you, I remember going to the mall, and there were two, maybe three reasons. To fucking go to the mall when you were a kid, right? When mm-hmm. you, which is the demographic you want a bunch of fucking mall rats hanging out because it's go see the movies, mm-hmm. go to the arcade. You mm-hmm. usually that Aladdin's cat cave or Aladdin's whatever. Aladdin's castle. Yep. Yeah, Aladdin's castle kick arcade with you know that kind of stuff. You're dropping quarters. Or it was to get like a Sparrow or Orange Julius or something mm-hmm. from the food court and then milk that shit all day long. You yep. know, it's been yep. and. 
There's none of that now. There's no need for it now because most of our youth is they're either they're either protesting white people or they're shooting black people. I mean, that's pretty much what's going on. So they don't need the mall anymore. <laughs> they don't need to go to the mall anymore because they've got plenty to do on their own. <laughs> Why would I eat a slice of Sabaro's pizza when I can protest white people? That's what I'm saying. This is way more fun. God, I'd and... love to go to the arcade and have and go to uh Orange Julius, but there's this white guy that I'm not happy yeah, with. Yeah, there's so. a Black Lives Matter protest. I gotta go join and maybe hook up. I gotta say, one you of know. the coolest things that I love watching on YouTube, and this is such a waste of time, and I still think it's it's just fascinating to me, is uh, people take drones or cameras through abandoned malls. I think those are awesome. It's What better use of a goddamn drone? That's the best thing. I mean, if you're going to put it in the Grand Canyon, definitely put it in an abandoned mall. That's awesome. Walking through, I, I watched one of the mall that I grew up at, Lincoln Mall in Matson, Illinois. When like, It was like walking through, it, <laughs> it was like the Titanic, in the movie Titanic, when like it's all broken down and sunk, mm-hmm. and then it like slowly transforms, but it was like the opposite for me. Because, like, yeah. in my mind, like, I remember Lincoln Mall alive and th- and thrumming and, like, you know, there's Sabaro, there's By the Lake Candy Shop, there's Aladdin's Castle. Yeah. And now, no, here's, like, the dead plants and, you know, oh, the yeah. gap shuttered out and, like, the shattered Cinnabon window. window you know, like, yeah. it's oh. it's scary and sad and also, like, this is the, the demise of the market that it, everyone was so was sure like would last it, forever. It was, it's like... It, yeah, I remember the thing about it is what I remember in my growing up was uh, when I was really young, it was the septic ditch, and then it was the playground, and then when I was like a tween, which they didn't have that word when I was a kid, but that's basically you know yeah I mean like in that that age twelve group, thirteen was, fourteen yeah yeah it was like it was like fucking around at the mall yeah you know and then uh, then when you finally got to high school you still fucked around at the mall but you fucked around for different reasons yeah. You know, and then it was then it was sort of like, uh, you know, Big Brother, you know, or one of those shows where it's like it's everybody's in the mall, but you could see the guy that's dating your ex now. Yeah. Fucker, yeah, fuck you, tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, or Julius, <laughs> fuck off, I'll kick your ass in the parking lot, Aladdin, Aladdin, you know, I mean, <laughs> Tetris, Tetris, you know, it was like that was the game. It was like this, this microcosm was like after school. Where where there were no teachers, it was after school where there were no teachers, and it was just like it's Lord of the motherfucking flies in suburbia. Yeah. Well, it's just it's the changing of the market because everything comes to you now, and the the pandemic proved that we don't need these things. We want yeah. these things, but we don't need them because we can still get all of our entertainment, all of our food, all of our clothing, all of our orange Julius, all of our Sabaro. It can be delivered right to our house. So the only thing that's missing is that desire to go somewhere. And see yeah. people in a different setting and hang out in a different bit. setting. I just but movie theaters idea. aren't for hanging out because you have to sit yeah. down, shut up, well, and watch the Well, that's the thing the is if they change the model of movie theaters. I remember, and this was, uh, fuck, Old Orchard and Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, when I first got to Chicago, so this has got to be... Or Skokie. Or maybe Skokie. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly, but it was like early, early 90s. And uh, Back to the Future 3 came out. The one with the, the, the Western one. Yeah, 1991. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, I, and at that time... Um, I was uh, unmarried. I was all by myself. I was living in a one-bedroom apartment. We're not even a one-bedroom, a studio apartment on Granville and Winthrop, next to a crack house with no bed. You know, I had I had a spoon, a pot, and a fucking percolator. That's what yeah. I had in terms. of... I mean, I was living it. I was living large, my friend. Yeah. But I was still making enough money, substitute teaching, and playing my trumpet on the the streets that I could go. And they had. A back to the back to back to back to the future, mm-hmm. and you paid one ticket price, and the rules were, you could go in, you watch the movie, and in the first like in the middle of the afternoon, you see Back to the Future. Yeah. Now the thing is, you couldn't leave the theater. You had to stay okay. in the theater. You could leave the like the theater theater, but you couldn't leave like the the building, the buildings. Yeah. You couldn't leave the building because they didn't want to like stamp your hand in that shit. So you couldn't leave the building once it started, but you could eat all the fucking popcorn and they had hamburgers on bullshit. And then we watched Back to the Future 2. Yep. And then 
sure enough, at the, at the end, it was Back to the Future at like 3. like 9 and, o'clock at night. Yeah. The, and it was... prime it time, was, yeah. The thing that I remember was, it was... And this, I'm like, you know, this is post-college. Um, I'd like to say I was an adult, but I was probably in my 20s, which means I was a dumbass. But it was fun because we were all sort of having this very unique experience mm-hmm. together. I mean, there were like groups. It was very fun. I remember it was very social in this weird way where you end up having groups of people and you'd start to get to know people based on their reactions, yeah. what they laughed at, and what you laughed at, and people would call things out. or and It was just, it became really communal. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I think might be missing from that theater experience is that there is this, you know, you're, when you're sitting in your house, there's not a whole lot of communal going on. You're just kind of plugged into your device and you're watching or you're watching your TV. And your I mean, unless you have people and, over. Yeah. But then, then there's a, a host, a level of hosting that somebody has yeah. to do and that changes things a bit. Yeah. I just think that the movie theaters really need to reconsider and provide an experience rather than just a dumping ground for somebody's ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, that's was, what it's become. Even with this. the nicer chairs yeah, and the bars. Yeah, nicer chairs, it like, doesn't matter. It, none of that. That's not what I'm looking for. No. And I thought about this because uh, I finished Loki. You finished Loki, yes? I finished Loki. Okay. And I thought about this in, in lieu of this conversation, or in, in prep for this conversation, and thought, if they were to say, because that's six, is it six episodes? Yeah, six episodes. That's basically mm-hmm. six hours. If they had said, before we're going to drop each episode once a week on Wednesdays, we're going to have a two-night thing where on either night you can come in and into the theater and pay one price and watch all six episodes back to back to back in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do that. I would have done that. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's... You know, it's it's granted it's Marvel, so of course I'm going to see it. And yeah. actually watching watching that particular, I mean, even even Winter Soldier, uh, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier and and Wandavision, I probably wouldn't have done Wandavision because I really didn't know what I was getting into. Right. But but uh, you know, in in hindsight, yeah, I would have done those in the theater because they have those are those are television shows, but they have movie quality effects. Yeah. And really great direction and casts that we're familiar with. And, you know, it's like the first episode of Loki, you actually get to see, you know, some of some of the Avenger movies. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're showing you clips of his yeah. life. And those are all coming from the films and they're in the same quality as, yeah. you know. And so it's like, yeah, I would have, I would have done that. That would have been, well, that would have been a cool thing. And what I thought is cool, and this is, this is where theaters are going to continue to have competition with the streaming services is... Uh, leading up to Black Widow, Disney Plus, like, you know, you go to the Disney Plus homepage and they highlight, like, what's new or whatever. But they have their, you know, their promo bar, their highlight bar. And it was featuring all the black, all, all the movies that had Black Widow in them. So there was yeah. Iron Man 2, uh, Avengers, Winter Soldier, Boom, you know, all the rest. So, like, all leading them, yeah. up to Black Widow. Black so if Widow. you want to get, like, psyched for the Black Widow movie, you watch all the movies with Black Widow. Which is great. And if a theater did that and did, you know, they'd break it out into like two nights, you know. So here we're doing Black Widow movies and it starts with Iron Man 2, Avengers, and Winter Soldier. Those, I'd that's go. The first I'd pay night. the money because that's fun. 35 bucks, free po- or whatever, you know, 50 yeah, bucks, niche. whatever it is. It's niche people. I would go to, yeah. it's like, it's like if, a, if, yeah. a, if a nice enough theater, if a nice enough theater hosted like an all- Sergio Leone Clint Eastwood Festival, which there's like four of them that are Sergio Leone. I and they said, okay, for twenty five dollars plus a two drink minimum, you know, you can sit through seventeen hours of fucking Clint Eastwood squinting at the sun and shoot people. I would think. I don't know if I'd do that, but I would go. All right, that's 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 a different experience than watching these older movies. You know, just on my on my iPad or on a TV or something like that. That that's an experience, and I'm going to be around people that are fans. Yeah. Of that, so that's going to make some interesting, you know, strange bedfellows, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that would be, yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun, and I think that's the kind of. So I guess it's it's changing the user experience, and it's also trying to offer the one thing that movies have in movie theaters that streaming doesn't, which is other people watching with you. Strangers right. watching with you. And if you could just pretty make pretty much make sure that no children, you know, 
yeah. could be in there at all, um, that would be good. Unless it's a children's movie, and then all the fucking parents can suffer their ass through that shit, because I don't want to sit in a fucking room, you know. I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure following my second divorce, when I went to see the 3D version of Up, in the afternoon, Pixar's Up, in the afternoon, and I'm surrounded by children, and there's a grown man wearing 3D glasses in the first 20 minutes, sobbing like someone died. That was probably traumatic for some of the children sitting around me. But yeah. for the most part, they traumatized me, so it's, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know why you'd go see a cartoon film in the middle of the day and not expect children to be there. That's on no, you. It's not like, no, it's not that I didn't expect it. I'd just gotten divorced. I was feeling pretty sorry for myself, and I had promised myself I wasn't going to be the, the, the divorced guy drinking himself, you know, spending all this time in a bottle and being a sad sack and then calling his friends and having them go, dude, 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 don't vomit the back of my car. Oh, okay, you're <laughs> broken. You know, I didn't want to be that guy because I'd, I'd yeah. been that guy, and I'd seen those guys. So I went, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of deal with my grief and my my trauma myself. And one of the things I decided to do was go see a cartoon movie in the middle of the day see, and traumatize children with Pixar, your Yeah, go see a yeah. Pixar movie at the AMC 21. Um, yeah, bad I, I think idea. putting puke in my car would have been a better thing, but well, you know, in hindsight, right. but it makes a great story. It's a great image yeah. in my head of me yeah. as a grown man weeping, just with 3D glasses, just bawling my fucking eyes out, and children around me not knowing why it's sad because they don't really get why that first 20 minutes is totally sad. They just think it's adorable because they're fucking stupid. And I'm bawling because, like, yeah. oh, she died and my wife left me. You know, it was like all. That kind of bullshit. So, well, you picked a good movie to go to. Well, I didn't know that's what I was going to get into, but when I got in there, it's too late to turn back. What am I going to do? You can't yeah. get up. You can't get up in the middle of a Pixar movie and go, ah, fuck this noise. You just got to stay. <laughs> you just have to stay. There's, I mean, there's, there's, you can get up in the middle of an Andy Warhol movie and say, fuck this noise and split, <laughs> but you're not allowed to for a Pixar movie. It's like you physically can't do it. It's like in Black Widow, and you haven't seen it, so I don't want to give anything away. Don't. But I'm it's taking like my headphones Black off. Widow, nope. No, I'm not. This not a spoiler. I'm not listening. I want to hear. There's nothing. certain characters I she hear can't kill. She's nope. She tries to kill. Nope. She can't get it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it's like. You try to get up from the Pixar movie, and you go, I, I can't leave. I oh, okay. I'll just sit and watch. Watch the emotions flood over me and the joy and the cuteness. And there's Woody. So let me, so let me ask you this. You've seen Black Widow and you've seen Loki. Does Black yeah. Widow... Let me back up. I read a story in Slate today Okay. Uh, that just dumps all over Loki. Uh, what? And dumps all over WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What the... F- how... What? I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, the thing is, I'm incredulous. Of course, there's going to be some jackass that's got to naysay the cool stuff, but I can't think of that many things you could dump on those things for. What? What? What do they have to say? The big thing, uh, for, regarding Loki, the series remade a charming villain as a dull passive hero. Um, that uh, WandaVision and the Falcon Soldier and Loki. Uh, is that they serve as connective tissue, and that's it. Which, like, okay. okay. Well, I mean, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, you know what? but okay. All right, the thing is... So and, does... And well, I, my I question, well, hang on, but my question is, is Black Widow, is she connect... Is this connective tissue? Or is this just like, here's a cool, kick-ass story, and we get to see Black Widow in a great story? Well... And I would argue that it's both, to be honest Great. with you. Um, I would argue that all of the things we've seen since... Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the thing about it is, to me, that's... The, 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 that person in Slate, don't know him. I have nothing bad to say about him. But what I will say is, that is that is sort of like... And I do remember this. And this is not... I remember a guy... This was in high school. Um, I believe it was in high school. Um, and he had not seen Star Wars, the first one, you know, episode four, at the time... Yeah. We just it knew it as fucking Star Wars. Star Wars, right. Yeah. yeah. He hadn't seen it. But he went and saw The Empire Strikes Back. And he took he went on a date with The Empire Strikes Back. And his date didn't want to go with him. She stopped dating him after that. Because all he did their entire movie is go, what the fuck? Who's that? 
Wh- oh my why God. did that happen? Because he didn't know the backstory because he hadn't bothered to see the first movie. So it's it's a sequel, and it not only is Empire Strikes Back a sequel, it is a connective story that connects the first to the third. That's what it's right. designed to do. Yeah. It's a part of that world-building experience. And this guy was like, who the fuck is that guy? That's Han Solo. Well, what's his deal? Shut up. We're watching the movie. <laughs> you know. So what? What? So what? What's going on with Luke? Luke is that his name? Who's this? Who's the black guy? I mean, what's the robot? Does he say anything, or does it just beep? And and apparently, and it, his the girl he was dating was a friend of mine, and that's how I knew about this story. And she said, "I fucking got up. I said, I'm never going." And she went and sat away from him. You know, oh and that's who this—that's who this slate person is. Is this like somebody that doesn't yeah, really I, watch the Marvel films? Is it really into sort of like the ecosystem and get it? And then they're like, "Well, then, well, okay, so it's just connective tissue. It doesn't even the, have its own story to tell." Yeah, well, it does. It has it has all its own stories to tell. They all are yeah. connective tissue. Every Marvel film is connective, connective tissue. tissue. They're all related in some way. Yeah, it's an and it's an all, idiotic argument. It, well, but, it's, what it is, it's somebody that doesn't understand the concept of comic books. Because the thing is, the MCU is just an expansion. It's just a, a reflection of the Marvel Comics universe that they created. And, and I feel like they're now, comic books, they just now got into how insane and expansive oh, yeah, man, the Marvel the 70s, universe is. Like in the 70s? All of, all of the different realities and things got weird oh they got so weird well it's because there's only so many fucking superheroes you can create there's only so many origin stories you can tell there's so many bad bad guys and stanley and and those guys just we gotta bring them back well that was the thing stanley and those guys were like how do we how do we you know how do we make more money is really it's how do we make more money how do we tell more stories i mean the thing i'm i'll be honest with you i don't know if you saw the saw the the trailer but have you seen the trailer for disney plus's what if uh yes motherfucker man and oh, i understand my god that is some insider baseball you better be up i mean if you're that slate guy go fuck yourself because none of this is gonna make any goddamn sense to you but man that rock and they're doing it right with the actual voice actors uh, you know, I know. The voicing they're reusing the real stars it's like this and they look like them in uh-huh. that sort of blocky uh the, bad batch kind of animation yeah. style it's like okay i am way the fuck into this yeah you know what if what if T'Challa is Star Lord? I'm fucking in, man. I yeah. want to see what, what the fuck that is. You know that's awesome. I love what if. I loved reading what ifs when I was when yeah. I was a kid. So it's one of my favorite comic books at the time, and so I'm very excited about that. So what I would say is, I think Loki and, and Black Widow, I think, is more a standalone film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a story. I mean, it starts. You don't have to, the honest truth is you don't have to have seen any of the other Marvel films to enjoy it because everything you get is kind of set out for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these are, I mean, his, her whole family in Russia and, that, and the whole back, that stuff is pretty well explained and it moves really, really Does it explain really well. how she loses her accent? It does not. Cause that's, um, that's the only thing that's ever bothered me about Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow is that there's not even a trace of Russian in her performance well i mean the thing is if you know if you know the character you know that she was a double agent and before she came over to shield she had to pretend to be american because she was a double agent so it's not like she lost her american her russian accent she got rid of it because yeah, i guess that's a good point all right you know fine I mean, that's and I, mean, I have no makes, then i have no problems with scarlett yeah, Johansson's performance. But so it's a Widow. standalone film i i i know that when you know i've had time and it's like hey i'm watching i'm i'm catching a clip you know, I want to get, I want to get a, a because that's to be able to watch all at some point it's gonna be fifty fucking Marvel movies. And it's like, all right, I, can't, I haven't got time in my life. I'm gonna yeah. die. Yeah. You know, maybe when I'm finally dying, I'll say, all right, here's how I want to die. I want to watch all fifty movies in chronological order and just leave me alone, and then I'll die at the end. Maybe I doubt it, but it's a thought. But you know, when I do, I'll watch. I'll watch Civil War, and then I'll watch uh, Black Widow. And then I'll watch uh, Infinity. Infinity War, you know, because those those are the you know those are connections. That's fun. Loki, um, on the other hand, I thought, I, and I think, and I can say this about all three of the the Marvel Disney television shows is what they're taking is they're taking characters who are, for the most part, um, pretty one note. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you look at the big guys. You look at Iron Man and Tony Stark. You look at Chris Evans doing, uh, you know, uh, Steve Rogers and Captain America, Thor. You get the big ones. Well, they've got enough film time for you to actually explore these characters yeah. in, a, in, a bit, in a bit more genuine way. You get to see fat, miserable th- th- Thor. You know, you get yeah. to see different layers and different moments and different experience. You get to see Bruce Banner in several different incarnations to kind of yeah. get a grip on who those characters are. Well, these are characters. Wanda and Vision um, didn't get, they're sort of like tier, you know, second tier heroes in those movies. Vision they is serve hardy. a good purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Wanda, Wanda was basically uh, her, her biggest, the, sort of like the biggest character trait was that she couldn't control her powers, you know, and Vision was that because if you look at her in uh, Avengers and Ultron, oh yeah, um, you know she just learning how. So it's like, all right, that's yeah. not great. That's it, so they said, okay, we're gonna take these second tier characters that we really think are cool, and we're gonna give them, you know, this. I don't even know thirteen parts or six parts or whatever it happens to be. We're gonna give you some time to see them and get to know them, and it gives the writers an opportunity to write those characters a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. You get to see Bucky, and Bucky is a pretty fleshed out character, but he's always kind of been in the background. Yeah, and Sam Falcon is always just sort of like been a sidekick. You never really saw. So this gave you some insight on who they are, who they are. And what I loved about Loki is it did two things: is it gave us insight on a character most people would call evil you know, and mm-hmm. maniacal and kind of break him down a little bit. It introduced um, one of the, it's, a, and I'll be honest with you, because I don't know, I don't know where they go from here. It introduced the, the, the only villain I can think of that could possibly follow Thanos. Because if you look at the, you know, phase two, one and two, Thanos is the main villain. He's the main villain, like, from from, the, from Avengers, Iron Man on, yeah, yeah, he's you know yeah. he's just been the main villain for all that time. So they defeated him. Well, where do you? How do you raise the stakes? Well, what you have to do is you got to go fucking big bad. Well, Kang the Conqueror is, I mean, because it's not just it's not like one Thanos. It's like forty thousand Thanoses, and yeah. some of them are bad guys, and some of them are good guys, and you don't know. So fucking Jonathan Majors. He's signed, he never has to work again. He just has yep. to play Kang in everything because he's going to be. We're going to see him in uh, Ant Man and Quantum, the, yep. the 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 next one. We're going to see him in Doctor uh, Strange in the Maddening whatever multiverse. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him in. I mean, we're going to see him in a bunch of stuff. Not only second that, season of Loki, probably too. But, but but by creating this multiverse thing, we're going to get to see. I mean, because you noticed in in Loki in the what is it the fifth the fifth one you noticed the uh, the oh shit now I can't remember yellow jacket you meant, you saw the yellow jacket helmet right I did not see the yellow jacket helmet as he as they're walking into the void and he's meeting the 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 Loki variants right yeah and they're walking through at one point they walk across field and there's a giant it's huge but it's a yellow jacket <sighs> helmet. Oh, so now funny. there's okay. a possibility that we're going to see that bad guy who we think is destroyed. We're now going to see him again. Uh, did you notice the Thanos copter? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's like from I the comic the books. His, his, the Thanos' helicopter. I thought that was funny. You know, but there were, there were a lot of like, it, it really kind of, the multiverse concept opens it up so that now they can do what if and they can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And you can have whole movies where you're, well, I mean, I, I know that, Spider-Man Far From Home is what what has been confirmed is Alfred Molina is going to be in there as Doc Ock, and Jamie really? Foxx is coming. Yeah, that. oh yeah, no, he is going to be in the movie as Doc Ock. Wow. From one version of Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man, so yep. he's coming back as part of the multiverse. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro uh. from the Andrew Garcia version of it. There is rumor that Maguire like and Garcia at all. Well, I didn't either, but th- what I like is that they're saying, okay, well, we've got this yeah. deal with Sony, and we've created the multiverse, so why not? It, it, it's sort of the, the same game as having uh, Quicksilver mm-hmm. from the yeah. X-Men movies in WandaVision. It's like yeah. they're playing, they, they now have, they, they can kind of do anything. They, yeah. yeah, they can fucking do anything they want. But what about I love Spider-Man? that shit. What are they going to do about Vulture and Scorpion? Because they set that up in the post credit scene in Spider-Man I'm sure Homecoming. 
I'm sure they're going to be the main villains. The thing is, I'm... See, but if there's too many bad guys, we've learned that that doesn't work in films. Well, see, the we've thing is... We've seen that time is, and time and time again. This, this is what we've seen. And that's one of the things that I think uh, Kevin Feige has really figured out. Is because if you look at the earlier ones, it's prob- It's like Heat. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's like Heat. Heat is a brilliant movie, except you can't spend an equal amount of time on Pacino and De Niro. You just can't do it. One's got to take the lead, and that's why it's a fucking 90,000-year-old... I mean, that fucking movie is as long as fucking God's fart. It's forever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like, you know, it's because he had to give everybody equal fucking time. I got it. Well, the problem with, like, Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi, is that you've got three bad guys, and you're trying to give each one equal weight. You can't do that. How do you do it? You fuck. Don't, don't go with three. Go with 33. And then you can have Endgame, where there's so many characters, but yeah. you're really just going to focus on a couple of them, and everybody else is just there. Those actors are good, and they're going to get they're going to be there because they know they get their own movie later. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. So I think what they do, I think what they do for Spider-Man is, I mean, they can have as many villains as they want, as long as they let one villain be the main villain, mm-hmm. and the rest of the villains just wreak fucking mayhem, yeah, and let Tom Holland run around and go, I don't know, I'm just a kid, and do his, you know, thing, and Mary Jane, you're cute, you are the he greatest. He is the showman. best of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man's. Spider-Man's? I would agree with that. I actually, Spider-Man. I actually agree. He is the best Spider-Man. Although I really like, uh, I really like Miles Morales in. Uh, I'm not including Spider-verse. that. I should include that. Yeah, Miles yeah. Morales is great. I, I yeah. really like. I really liked. Uh, I you know, and in that, I actually thought the older Peter Parker was the yeah, best Spider-Man. Jake, the kind uh, of fat, the fat unhappy name? one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that actor? I can't think of his name right now. I thought it was so fucking fun. He's um, great. But, yeah, I love him. But yeah, so I'm really, I mean, I'm really, I'm looking forward to the Eternals now. I was not looking mm-hmm. forward to the Eternals. And now I'm really looking forward to Eternals because if we're going to have Kang as the main bad guy, we got to have the fucking Eternals because there is no fucking way Black Widow and Hawkeye's daughter are going to be able to fucking dig deal with Kang. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. If you don't have magic powers of some kind, you're fucked. There was a guy who's in my... I'm in, I'm in this Facebook um, MCU group that a buddy of mine from college started. And this, some guy was like, I'm just dis- talking about the end of Loki. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. disappointed that uh, the whole thing, all of time and space is being controlled by some normal dude. And I was like, uh, you didn't King the Conqueror to the is shit. not a normal dude You're at all. You're not normal about this dude. No. Shit's about to get nuts. This is going to get... Like, well, and that that's, version of Kang may have been just kind of like well, a, that was, that a was dude. The, that but, was the... Um, what what's he called? He's called the 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 one the, who in, remains. Well, the he who remains is what he who remains, called. Yeah. yeah, in the show, but he's also known as I, I want to say like the impetus. No, it's not impetus. The the impressive Kang or something like that. There's a name because because there are a bunch of variants. Kang the Conqueror is only one of the variants, you know, right. and which is fascinating, and I love that. It really does. It means Jonathan Majors gets to play Sybil. He basically yeah. gets to be Sally Field in fucking <laughs> Sybil and play 23 versions of himself. I mean, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and, and he's a good him. enough. He's a good enough him. actor that I think he could actually pull it off. I really liked his... Uh, hey, let's put it this way. It, it says quite a bit about him as an actor and his charisma to be, to be able to take Tom Hiddleston and What's-Her-Name-Is-Sylvie and I mean, two really power, and they are the centers of this entire universe. And he sits for probably it's half the episode, thirty minutes, it's thirty and minutes, and just talks, yeah. yeah, and just tells them it's just an exposition dump. And he makes that exposition dump entertaining and interesting enough yeah. that you don't go, "What the fuck? Where's the fighting? I want to, I want to see a you know green flash somewhere." No, no, he kept my attention. It's like, all right. <laughs> Well, you know, because you know, Loki does it, yeah. and he does oh, yeah. his solutions. Yeah. It's a green flash. So, yeah. No, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait for what's coming. Um, when does the next I will m- see as many of them in the movie theater as I can. Yeah, I will, too. It, it, even while they're revamping their business model, I will go, and I will give them their money. I'll and go. I'll, I'm just not going to... I'm not getting popcorn or I'm Twizzlers. Getting, I'm getting nachos, Twizzlers, popcorn, and a giant cherry Coke. Man, I am not touching that fucking cheese. I am not... T- oh, I mean, the thing about it. it is... Oh, no, 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 
just put the trash in my guts. It's a special. Well, treat. you understand. You understand that you do have a choice in most in most countries of the world is to either eat that nacho cheese shit mm-hmm. or get vaccinated against COVID because they have the same effect. Then I'm golden. There you go. You're rocking. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is listen. Uh, listen to a podcast called, it's from Vox, it's called Today Explained, and it's like 23-minute, half-an-hour episodes of all sorts of different things. Uh, the one that I thought was really interesting is called Cahoots, uh, and 30, it's, it's all about how 30 years ago in Eugene, Oregon, they figured out an alternative to the police, and they call it Cahoots, and they work with the police, and it's like... And they're furries. They're furries. No, they're, they're actually furries who have sex dressed as giant animals, and they're called cahoots. They it's like come and they deal with when you call nine one one. You're like, I'm dealing with this, and if it's like, if it's not a violent situation, if it's not a dangerous situation, if it's a mental health, like there's just some guy like wandering the middle of Cicero Avenue, dressed as a badger, his mind, puking all over the place. They might, yeah. cahoots will go rather than the cops. And cahoots um, is really a guy interesting, dressed as and it an works. Sure, because that's cahooting. awesome. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good, um, really good podcast with just really interesting things, and it's short, quick, easy digestible, yeah. snackable bites. There you go. My first thing is a read, uh, Newsweek.com. It is, uh, it is, it is uh, confirmed. And I just want to make sure people read it. It's not a long article, but I want absolute confirmation. McDonald's other CEOs have confided to investor confided to investors that a fifteen dollar minimum wage won't hurt business Duh. and we are talking all, well we know it but now we're seeing that the management of these major corporations the big boys uh denny's mcdonald's you know costco they're, they're basically just coming out and saying yeah uh 15 minimum wage is fine it is not going to affect business negatively and so it's official that even the guys that make those decisions are saying the same thing. This is not going to fuck our business up. Let's let's get to a 50, at least a fifteen dollar an hour minimum. But wage. let's not loud them too much because they they could have done this ten years. Oh yeah, ago. no, I know, no, I'm, so I'm just saying them. it's but, now official. Yeah. Anybody making the argument it'll hurt business, really? Why don't you? So I so I bet you know more about it than the CEO of fucking McDonald's. I see yeah. your point. You you jackass on Facebook sitting in your basement with your you know, arms, firearm school, whatever. <laughs> My next thing is a, it's a read on Slate. Just go ahead and read this thing. By Karen Hahn. Of course it's written by a Karen. The Loki finale proves Marvel's TV shows are already in a rut. Karen Hahn. I, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll give her some... Comments Fuck on Karen. her fucking thing. This I mean, is but, also but my read second. It, read it because it's. I will. I will read it. I will read it. Um, my second thing is also in slate.com. You remember the story, Cat Person? Yeah. Right at the, right at the outset of Me Too, and it was this fictionalized story about uh, a, a younger woman dating an older man. And it, I mean, I remember reading it when it came out, and it was like, wow. This is like the most unflattering portrait of an older white guy you're ever going to read in your life. I mean, it's not like I had sex with this guy. It was like, oh, he was saggy and his balls were nasty. And, I mean, it was just like, wow, this is, this is not very erotic. And why would she sleep with the guy she found so disgusting? Anyway, this is called I've Always Suspected Cat Person Was Based on My Life. Now I know it was. This is the woman she based her fictional story on. Oh God! Who has been living her whole life when apparently you know, that's the thing. This is an essay she wrote. Apparently, when this fucking cat person, you know, because it was viral, it was huge. Yeah, well, yeah. For, you know, that everybody she knew and that knew her were like, "Is this you? Is this you? This is you, right? Is this you?" And she was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then she discovered that in fact. Uh, this woman plagiarized her life, and oh and made this viral thing. So it's 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 a it's a fascinating read about. As we are writers, I love the idea that sometimes you cross those lines. I mean, I'm you're working, you're 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 helping me with casino at the end in, in yeah. the world. Those are all real stories. Uh, I've changed the names, but anybody that was there is going to know it's yeah. them. And yeah. so am I going to get like I I always suspected that the Falcor guy. <laughs> <laughs> was me, and now I know it was. I was like, well, yeah, I, yeah, it pretty was. The meth head in the fucking parking lot with oh the stuffed uh, 
fucking pigeon was you. Yeah, it's in the book. <laughs> so. My third thing to do this week is in honor of it getting 23 Emmy nominations. Yeah. Go back, watch WandaVision all the way through. All the way through, boom, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Um, now that yeah. you know how it ends, it should, should have more impact. I think it's going to make, not make more sense, but it's just, you'll see things differently. Yeah. You'll yeah. S- and get you more excited about all the possibilities. You'll just see all those M. Night tissue. Yeah, you'll see all up, those yeah. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong uh, clues that are kind of God, if breaded through. I'm gonna go Shyamalan see old, Ding Dong. That fucking guy. He couldn't I'm hold gonna a see old, He can't hold a wet match to these. I'm gonna see old. Yeah. Anyway, my final thing is go to Black Widow, and I don't care if you see yeah. it in Disney Plus, but I'm telling you, if you're if you really want to go see it. See it in a movie theater and see it in real D3D because I am telling you, it, I remember when 3D, I remember, I'm old enough to say, I remember a lot of 3D when it was like, it kind of gave me a headache and what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I don't get it. Ah, this is, okay, it's, yeah, no, this is cool. No, it's all right. And then Avatar was like, okay, ooh, all right, yes, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's better, it's kind of cool. And then this is just like, oh, that's amazing. It's yeah. all in focus. It's clean. There's a shot. There is a shot in Black Widow where it's uh, the, the two girls, the, the Black Widow, you know, Scarlett Johansson and, uh, and her sister and her dad, and they're walking like to a farmhouse. And it's just this just giant panoramic shot, and they're right in the center just walking. And the 3D is amazing. And that you wouldn't mm. think, oh, that's a great shot for 3D. But... You, you see layers of like here's some weeds over here in the side the margins you get a little and then they're set apart in a way that is really kind of quite lovely and then it's just gorgeous like all right they did 3d right they knew yeah. how to do this so all Black right Widow, then. 3d in the movie theater there it is that's the show talk to you next week you can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Ape Cast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>